Chapter three of Grace Harlowe's Sophomore Year at High School. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Christine Blashford. Grace Harlowe's Sophomore Year at High School by Jessie Graham Flower. Chapter three. A Generous Appeal. The juniors themselves hardly felt the weight of their punishment more than did Grace Harlowe. Her heart was set on winning every basketball game of the series, but she wished to win fairly and honestly. Now that the juniors had been forbidden the use of the gymnasium, the sophomores might practice there to their heart's content. But was that fair? To be sure, the juniors had deserved their punishment, but what kind of basketball could they play after having had no practice for two weeks? Besides, Julia Crosby blamed her for telling what had occurred in the gymnasium. She had gone to Julia, earnestly avowing innocence, but Julia had only laughed at her and refused to listen. All this passed rapidly through Grace's mind as she walked toward the high school several mornings later. Something must be done, but what she hardly knew. The game could be postponed, but Grace felt that the other girls would not care to postpone it. They were heartily glad that the junior team had come to grief and showed no sympathy for them. "'There's just one thing to be done,' sighed Grace to herself, "'and that's to go to Miss Thompson and ask her to restore the juniors their privilege. I hate to do it. She was so angry with them. But I'll do what I can anyway. Here goes.' Miss Thompson was in her office when Grace entered rather timidly, seating herself on the oak settee until the principal should find time to talk with her. "'Well, Grace, what can I do for you?' said Miss Thompson, looking up smilingly at the young girl. "'You look as though you carried the cares of the world upon your shoulders this morning.' "'Not quite all of them, but I have a few especial ones that are bothering me,' replied Grace. Then, after a moment's hesitation, she said, "'Miss Thompson, won't you please restore the juniors their gymnasium privilege?' Miss Thompson regarded Grace searchingly. What a peculiar request to make, Grace. Don't you consider the junior's punishment a just one? Yes, said Grace earnestly, I do, but this is the whole trouble. The first basketball game between the juniors and the sophomores is scheduled to take place in less than two weeks. If the juniors do not practice, they will play badly and we shall beat them. We hope to win, at any rate, but we want to feel that they have had the same chances that we have had. If they do fail, they will say it was because they had no opportunity for practice. That will take all the sweetness out of the victory for us. "'I think I see,' said Miss Thompson, smiling a little. "'It is a case of the innocent suffering with the guilty, isn't it? "'Personally, I hardly feel like restoring these bad children to favour, "'as they sadly needed a lesson. "'But since you take the matter so seriously to heart, "'I suppose I must say yes.' "'Thank you so much, dear Miss Thompson,' said Grace, with shining eyes. "'And now I want to ask one more favour. "'Julia Crosby believes that I reported her to you that day. "'Of course you know that I did not. "'Will you please tell her so? "'Her accusation has made me very unhappy.' Miss Thompson looked a trifle stern. "'Yes, Grace,' she said. "'I will attend to that, too.' Grace turned to go, but Miss Thompson said, "'Wait a moment, Grace. I will send for Miss Crosby.' Julia Crosby heard the summons with dismay. She wondered what Miss Thompson could have to say to her. The principal's reprimand had been so severe that even mischievous Julia felt obliged to go softly. Another performance like the last might cut short her high school career. So she let the sophomores severely alone. She was, therefore, surprised on entering the office to meet Grace Harlowe face to face.' "'Miss Crosby,' said Miss Thompson coldly, "'Miss Harlowe has just asked me to restore the junior team their gymnasium privilege. Had any other girl asked this favour, I should have refused her. But Miss Harlowe, in spite of the shabby way in which she has been treated, is generous enough to overlook the past, and begs that you be given another chance. It is only for her sake that I grant it. Also, Miss Crosby, I received no information from Miss Harlowe or any of her team regarding your recent rude conduct in the gymnasium. The report came from an entirely different source.' You may go, but first you may apologise to Miss Harlowe and thank her for what she has done. With a very poor grace, Julia mumbled a few words of apology and thanks and hurried from the room. The principal looked after her and shook her head, then turning to Grace she asked, Well, Grace, are you satisfied? 
Grace thanked her again, and with a light heart sped towards the study hall. Once more she could look forward to the coming game with pleasant anticipations. Julia Crosby had already informed the junior players of the rise in their fallen fortunes. When school was over, they gathered about their leader to hear the story. Now Julia, if possible, felt more bitter toward Grace than formerly. It galled her to be compelled to accept anything from Grace's hands, and she did not intend to let any more of the truth be known than she could help. This was too good an opportunity to gain popularity to let slip through her fingers. So she put on a mysterious expression and said, now, see here, girls, I got you into all that trouble, and I made up my mind to get you out again. Just go ahead and practice for all you're worth, and don't worry about how it all happened. Well, said Alice White, it was awfully brave of you to go to Miss Thompson, even if you are too modest to tell of it, wasn't it, girls? Yes, chorused the team. Three cheers for our brave captain. Julia, fairly dazzled at her own popularity, smiled a smile of intense satisfaction. She had produced exactly the impression that she'd wished. "'What on earth are those juniors making such a fuss about?' inquired Nora O'Malley, as the four chums strolled across the campus toward the gate. The junior team, headed by Julia, was coming down the walk talking at the top of their voices. "'Nothing of any importance, you may be sure,' said Jessica Bright. "'Shallow brooks babble loudest, you know.' "'They seem to be babbling over Julia Crosby just now,' said Anne, who had been curiously watching the jubilant juniors. "'No doubt she has just unfolded some new scheme,' said Nora sarcastically, "'that will be practised on the sophomores at the first opportunity.' "'Doesn't it seem strange,' said Grace, who had hitherto offered no comments, "'that we must always be at sixes and sevens with the juniors. "'Such a spirit never existed between classes before. "'I wonder how it will all end.' "'Don't worry your dear head over those girls, Grace,' said Anne, patting Grace's hand. "'They aren't worth it.' "'Oh, look, girls,' exclaimed Nora suddenly. "'There's David Nesbitt, and he's coming this way. "'I haven't seen him for an age.' "'Good afternoon, girls,' said David, lifting his cap. "'It is indeed a pleasure to see you.' "'Why, David,' said Grace, "'you are quite a stranger. "'Where have you been keeping yourself?' "'Anne also looked her pleasure at seeing her old friend. "'I have been very, very busy "'with some important business of my own,' "'said David in a mock, pompous tone. "'Then he announced, "'I am going to give a party, "'and I am going to invite all of you. "'Will you come?' "'We will,' cried Nora, "'dressed in our costliest raiment at that. "'Never mind about the fine clothes,' "'said David, laughing. "'This is to be a plain, everyday affair.' "'Who else has invited David?' "'asked Jessica.' "'Only one other girl besides yourselves has had the honour of receiving an invitation.' "'Miriam?' queried Grace, unable to conceal a shade of disappointment in her tone. "'No, no, not Miriam,' answered Miriam's brother. Grace looked relieved. If Miriam joined the party, something unpleasant was sure to happen. Miriam treasured a spite against Anne for winning the freshman prize, and never treated her with civility when they chanced to meet. Grace knew, too, that Miriam's attitude toward her was equally hostile. She wondered if David knew all these things about his sister.' Whatever he did know of Miriam and her deep-laid plans and schemes, he divulged to no one. None of the girls had ever heard him say a word against his sister, although they felt that he deeply disapproved of her jealousy and false pride. "'You haven't guessed her name yet,' smiled David. "'She is one of my best friends, girls. She has been my sweetheart ever since I was a young man of five. She's one of the prettiest girls in Oakdale. She's sixty years young, and her name is—' "'Dear Mrs. Gray, of course!' exclaimed Grace delightedly. "'And has she accepted your invitation?' asked Anne. She has, replied David, and will come in her coach and four, or rather her carriage and two. You ordinary mortals will be obliged to walk, I fear. But why does she use her coach and four when she lives in the palace just next door, rhymed Nora? Very good, my child, commented David. However, what I was about to say was this. My party is not to be in a house. It is an open-air party. We are to meet at the Omnibus House tomorrow afternoon at four o'clock. Two very distinguished gentlemen have also been invited, Mr. Reddy Brooks and Mr. Hippy Wingate. A shout of laughter went up from the girls. "'Distinguished, indeed,' cried Nora. "'It will be a delightful party, I'm sure. "'Shall we bring food for Hippy?' 
No, laughed David, let him eat the apples he finds on the ground. If we feed him on every festive occasion, he will soon be too fat to walk, and we shall have to roll him about on casters. What a terrible fate, said Anne, smiling. Well, girls, do you promise to attend? Yes, indeed, cried the four girls. Be sure not to surprise us with a disappointment. The main thing is not to disappoint you with the surprise, were his parting words. If all boys were as nice as David, the world would be a better place, exclaimed Grace. I suppose you can guess what the object of this party is. Never mind, don't mention it, said Jessica in a low tone. Here come some other girls, and if they knew what we know, there would be a multitude instead of a select private party at the Omnibus House tomorrow. End of chapter 3